Welcome to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple, to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So stay with us as right now we present. And we have an awesome show for you today. We've got uh, Dan Hawthorne and Patricia. They are the authors of the book. An awesome show for Oops. you today. What a way to kick off the show. <laughs> oh, okay. we've got to, we've got the feedback. Did we did we kill the feedback? Yeah, we yes. Have. Now you know, well, Kevin, you think we're radio people. We would know better than to do that, but you know. <laughs> yeah, it, it it happens from time to time but, right, but these, right. these two have written the book giant and me and uh it is a really cool book about by the way i you know if you're listening now and you're sitting in your room and you're 650 pounds and mm -hmm. you've got you've got nothing in your life that you feel is important to you and and you're just not happy have we got a show for you today? Because we've got a guy who was that guy and is no yeah. longer that guy. He lost. He lost that whole guy. And, yeah, I lost um, a person, man. You you lost you lost a big person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Congratulations, you you are an, uh, an amazing an amazing man, and 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 then you met uh, Patricia, and she's an, an amazing author, and and you guys. Uh -huh. have, work together and you also do a show that is that is actually dare i say it a syndicated show yeah we are yeah. absolutely from this guy right behind here <laughs> yes is a it's across the country and it's all about the king the king, right. the king yes you're yes. actually you are in the blue suede connection studios with us right now this is where it all happens Oh, that's where the magic happens, huh? Yeah, that's where Elvis comes alive every week. That's oh, right. That's, that's cool. <laughs> now, I'm I'm curious to know because I'm a kind of a little bit of a radio guy. How you format it, and what do you do? You play mostly music? Do you tell stories? What do you do? A little bit of everything, right? But mostly right. it's music intensive. Yeah. But uh, we tell stories. What we like to do is is we always say people wonder why Elvis was so big and why he's so adored and so loved so much. It's because really. In the end, Elvis was one of us. And we like to show that on the show. We play the alternate takes where he's laughing in the studio, messing mm -hmm. up, making fun of himself, telling jokes, being a little ornery here and there, which editing always comes in with that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and we just show the real side, the human side of Elvis. And he's a very much a major part of the show. We play clips yeah. of him talking throughout the show. And every week's a theme. It could be rock and roll sock hop one week, Elvis country music one week. You know, he did so much music, so kind of go from that. And uh, Elvis had quite a potty mouth uh, on the alternate takes uh, when he didn't think, you know, it was going to to the <laughs> listeners, so to speak. So, yeah, Dan does a lot of editing Elvis's uh, right. potty mouth <laughs> before yeah. we can air it. Hi, my name is Beep. Anyway. So yeah. <laughs> yep. In the studio, he drops uh, things here and there as he's working out songs. We have yeah. we have a lot of celebrity guests that stop in too, sort of. <laughs> well, in fact, Gilbert Pyle might come out today. Go all day, surprise, surprise, surprise. Now, can you see? Now, that's that is really really good. Um, you, can you uh, can you sing like uh, uh, Jim Neighbors? Oh, <laughs> no. To dream the impossible dream. <laughs> to fight the unbeatable foe. Something like that. 
Yeah. Now, for those of yeah, you, that, for those of you that are a little younger, because Elvis passed in like 1978. Right. Uh, is that right? 77. Yeah. You're close. And I remember where I was. I was driving in my car when they announced that he had passed. And uh, uh, but for those of you who aren't aware of how big Elvis was, at one time in like 1964, there was a group of guys that came from England <laughs> yeah. that one of the on their bucket list. And I'm talking mm -hmm. about, of course, the Beatles. Sure. On their bucket list was to meet. Elvis and they got to have the opportunity to do that at one point and and they were thrilled it went into all of their writings and it's in the anthology and yeah. all of that so right. Elvis was like in the late 50s and early 60s he was the man yeah he was yeah. and in fact he is again today that movie that just came out uh, in June yes uh, it raked in almost over 300 million dollars uh which now was, it's like which, it, it, it's the highest grossing movie that Baz Luhrmann has ever put out. He put out The Great Gatsby and Romeo mm -hmm. and Juliet mm -hmm. and lots of big hit films. Milan but this Rouge. Elvis movie, yeah, big Milan Rouge. It's, it's mm -hmm. incredible. It's beat them all so far. Yeah, it's the, really good. And the soundtrack is like number one on the charts on the music charts on Billboard. And Elvis is being rediscovered now by a whole new generation. Thanks to this film mm -hmm. and Blue Suede yeah. Connection. <laughs> of course, of course. Well, and there's a reason why uh, you've been syndicated all over the country is because people are going, they're hungry for that information. And right, they, yeah. they would love to know more about Elvis and, and what what he did mm -hmm. and, and that kind of thing. And, and it's a remarkable, it's a remarkable piece that you guys are doing. So, you know, you should really congratulate yourselves on being able oh, to. Thank oh, thank you. Thank you. It's yeah, all, it's all because of him though. You know, like I told you one of the first interview we did, I come out of the womb singing Hound Dog. And when I got into radio, it was always my dream to do an all Elvis radio show. And then it was always my dream to fall in love with a beautiful angel. So now I've got my two worlds coming together. My angel does my Elvis radio show with me. So there you go. And she wrote your book with you. And she absolutely yes. And yeah, uh, that's right up my alley. So I had no problem with that. But uh, when he said you're going to do radio with me, I was like, mm, she didn't believe me at first. I don't see myself doing radio. <laughs> <laughs> too that's bad, not my too thing. Late. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's you, a lot of fun. It, it is a great deal of fun, and you guys are taking it to a, a, a great level of, of putting that together. And But let's start at the beginning, shall we? Absolutely. I'd love to talk about that, that when you had that conversation in the mirror with the man in the mirror that you were looking at. Right. Um, tell us about that. Well, I was about as low as you could possibly get. That was the lowest point of my life. I had... Uh, I moved to the eastern shore of Maryland uh, to try to fix a marriage that was broken, to try to get my career going. I wanted to get back into radio and uh, everything just fell apart for me there. And I just hit rock bottom and uh, the radio show didn't happen. The marriage just got worse. And uh, when you get down in life, you know, you rely on that high that you need. And as we talk about in the book, food was always a comfort to me. It was always something that made me happy. So for several years, I sat on the couch eating my life away, basically eating my to my death. And it got to the point where I was up to 650 pounds. 
I was so angry. I hated life. I hated myself. I was mad at a higher power. I blamed everything on everybody else but myself. And uh, one night, on a late August night, I was living in this little box trailer. Uh, I pulled my girth off the couch. And I grabbed my cane and I wobbled down the hallway, which was leaned. I mean, I almost had to fall into the wall to walk. It was, and I was so big, it was that, that tight of a space. But I got into this bathroom and I put the cane on the wall, put both hands on the sink counter and just stared into the mirror. And for several minutes, I cursed the giant. I called him every name you can think of. You fat, you know, I was mad. I was sweating profusely. At one point, I pulled my fist back. I almost hit the mirror. I was so mad. I wanted to hurt him. And then after several moments of this battle, uh, I was shaking tremendously, but I just calmed down. I, I calmed myself down, and I leaned into the mirror. I was nose-to-nose, face-to-face with the giant. And instead of looking at that image and staring at that, I, I closed my eyes and kind of looked into the soul. And at that point, I heard Dan Hawthorne crying, begging for help. And at that moment, I started to you know, shed some tears, and, and, and I apologized to Dan. I said, I'm sorry, brother, what I've done to you. I'm, I'm so sorry. And I made a promise to, to that man in the mirror at that moment that I would do my best to get him his life back and try to get things right and get, get a life going again, because I didn't want to die. And I know Dan didn't want to die. I talk about him in the third person because he sort of was. That giant was definitely yeah, the third the person. Yeah, giant, your alter ego. Yeah, we call him Goliath in the book. But uh, that was that moment. And that's when I just felt this comfort come over me, like, you can do this. You know, you can do this. You can get your life back. And that was that mirror moment. That Rocky theme started to go yeah, off. And, you can do this. You can get and uh, there we go again. There's his professional that's, radio people with backgrounds. <laughs> Which, You're naughty. You're I so know. naughty. And I just ruined a good thing there. No, but that's I'm that's sorry. that's the moment where it all happened, uh, Kevin. You know, it just uh, the motor turned and 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 I started to get my life back. And it was one major hurdle after another. It was not easy. The things that happened throughout this journey is one road, one step forward, always two back. You know, the the way it all went down. It's all in the book how this happened. I don't know how much you want me to get into it, but it's just amazing. What well, you know, the interesting stuff. thing that I, was that you or a dog? Or they know? <laughs> uh, T.L. has gas. We had chili before we came on the air. and um, that's, um, that's a four-legged baby yes. who um, likes attention. <laughs> break. It's dinner time here, and, and he's letting us know. Yeah. Oh, very, very good. Very good. Right. No, but I was struck by one of the things that you mentioned was when you took your kids to school in the morning and that you would uh, plan your day or plan your trip home by right. which fast food place you were going to stop and get their supersized meal. Yeah. And then you bought one and then you bought another one on the way home as well. Sure. Yeah. Because yeah, the strip of Ocean City where I was living is just a long strip. It's a tourist place. So it's one restaurant after another. It was actually the ex-wife that I would take to work. And uh, I dropped her off. And at this point, I couldn't walk. So I wasn't working. So that, you know, I dropped her off and I'd just be in that funk, that terrible place that hard, this is my life now. So I would stop at drive through number one and get the number two meal. The morning time would be probably the muffin and ham and egg and cheese muffin, the, the hash brown and a big old Coca-Cola or coffee, whatever I felt at the moment. And that was like on First Street. Now, by the time I got to 75th Street, where we were living, I passed dozens of drive throughs 
So I'd stop for a fixed number two somewhere along the way. And then I get home and strategically plan my day. You know, where's the fix going to be later? What are we going to have for lunch? Is it going to be pizza today? Am I going to have tacos, burritos? Is it going to be burgers? What am I going to have? Now, I, I look forward to those moments, that 10 minutes to consume that food that gave me the happiness and comfort that I needed because everything else was miserable in my life. That had to be a really tough existence, especially when getting getting 650 pounds off the couch. No right. wonder you were sweating profusely. That takes a lot of effort. Yeah. It hurt to raise my hand, my arm. I would just, just to raise my arm hurt. I would feel all this pain get through my arm. Mm. Uh, I, and I had a bad ankle at the time too. And I still do. I deal with that, but just standing on that, I mean, it, it was miserable. One of the big things too, I remember in this dark time in my life, I don't think we, I don't know if we covered this in the book or not, I forget, but I went out to a movie by myself, which is embarrassing enough as it is. And it was an old time movie theater. I wanted to, I think it was when the new Star Wars remake came out, when they re-edited Star Wars, I wanted to see it. And I went in and I went to go sit in the seat and I couldn't fit. I had to go out into the lobby and ask them, do they have a fold out chair or something? When they did, they brought it down and put it in the middle of the aisle. So Fatty could sit there and watch the movie. No, a chair with no sides. Yeah, one of those uh, like aluminum chairs. Yeah. yeah. And I was afraid that wasn't going to hold me. No. That's how that bad had, it was. That had to be a very humbling moment in your life. It and, was. And, it was. Well, because, you know, like if you were to fly on an airplane, you had to buy two tickets. And I'm yeah. pretty sure, yeah. you know, and, right. and all, all of that. So, so let's. Let's leave that guy behind because the okay. giant no longer exists. Right, it is, right. It is now Dan and Dan, the uh, the uh, radio personality and the author. And did you ever think when you were looking in that mirror, did you ever think that you would actually get to be this guy? I dreamed it. I dreamed it a lot. But, uh, you know, at that moment, with that moment of Zen, when I felt that comfort again, I, I started to believe, I started to believe you can get this back. I didn't know what that exactly meant. Did it mean I was going to be a radio guy again or all? But I knew I could get my life back somehow. I just wanted to be able to walk again. I wanted to be able to do simple things. I couldn't cross my legs when I sat down. I couldn't tie my own shoes. So those were the kind of things I dreamed of at that moment. And then as I started to lose the weight and as things started to happen, then I started to dream bigger and bigger. And uh, then I started to get that itch to get back into radio again. And I started to think, you know, you're going to meet that special someone someday. Sometimes someone's going to walk into your life. It's going to happen. Just keep concentrating on you and fixing you. And all those things will fall into place. And they certainly did. That's pretty, that's pretty amazing that it's all worked out the way it has. But, you know, at the same time, it's not. Right. Because you were not destined to be a 600 and 50 pound dead man that had to be buried in a piano crate. Right. Something. right. That's, that's not who you were. That's not who you no. are. And, and go ahead. I was going to say, you know, as I look back on it now, people ask me all the time, do you regret it? At one point I used to say, yeah, but now I don't because all that led me to where I am now. And, and I know that my story is helping others and that's kind of become my goal. Uh, this book that we have is not about making money for us. It's about giving back. I was given a gift to live again. And I know there's millions of people out there living in that same dark place where I was living. And it doesn't have to be people that with weight issues. It can be drug addicts or people who are 
contemplating taking their life, who are just unhappy in life and feel like it's over, I can be that voice now for them and let them know, hey, you know, you are beautiful inside and out. You can get your life back. And that's the message I speak every day to anybody that will listen. And that's why it's important that you come on this show, because this is about this is positive talk radio. It's about being positive. It's about doing great things. But you we are all the sum total of our experiences. Absolutely. When your experiences over a period of time are are you know you weren't in a good marriage you didn't feel good about yourself and and those things but at the end of the day you use those experiences to change who you were to become the man that you are and first of all mm-hmm. i congratulate you to a great degree you've done you've done a marvelous thing thank you sir thank absolutely. you absolutely and and the the other cool thing is there is you are absolutely right there is somebody that's going to listen to this podcast or this mm-hmm. video cast, and they're going to say, damn, that's me. Right, that's right. I am. If he can do it, I mean, you put your pants on one leg at a time. Mm-hmm. You, you may wear an, a, an S on your chest, but you're still a man. And if mm-hmm. you can do it, somebody else can do it as well. Right, and, and that's the message, Kevin. And I love what you do. You, what you do every day with this, the show is amazing and and people need this they need what you're doing Mm -hmm. exactly every day there's so much negativity in the world so much bad out there we need this positive radio and i'm so glad that we found one another and we're able to do this together well i i thoroughly enjoy having you on because you've got a tremendous amount of energy it would have been guys it would have been such a waste such a waste of of human ability for you to have have passed away and and, and had given up and right. what was it about you do you think that allowed you and, and i get the fact that when you're when you're that heavy and you know you you can wake up in the morning go into the restroom and lose 10 pounds sure uh, you know and that sort of thing but when you, when you are that heavy and then to turn your life around to that degree you've got to be really proud of yourself i gotta ask you though how'd you do it well i certainly didn't do it alone i you know and there's so many angels in my life uh the first being ann carball i gotta give ann carball credit she's in her book because ann was a friend of mine a high school friend and she knew my pain and what i was going through she knew how unhealthy i was and she worked at uh, the local community college in my hometown and in that college where she worked, there was a new fitness instructor who took over the gym and is also a teacher. His name is Thomas Burge. And uh, Ann talked to Thomas when he first got there. And she says, I have a friend I think that you would really like to talk to. Because at that time, Thomas was looking to give the gym a good reputation, let the public know it existed. And not just students could work out there, that the public could come to this place, too. And he had heard about me, and uh, he sent me in a message, in an email. And uh, he said, tell me a little bit about yourself. And I, I told him all the problems and how big I was, and but I told him I wanted to live. And uh, Thomas said, I would like you to come in here and talk to me. I think I shared this with you uh, the first time, but when he said that, I was scared to death. And I sat in my car for a long period of time with the angel here and the devil here, debating, do I really want to go in there? Is this guy serious? Because I'd had so many failures up to that point. 
But uh, I did go in, and uh, Thomas shut the door, walked in, sat down at his desk, and stared at me right in the eyes and said, tell me about it. We had about a half-hour chat, and uh, at the end of that chat, he said, are you serious? You ready to do this? I said, yeah. And that, that once again, Rocky theme started to play, and that was the beginning. But many angels helped me, and Anne would be the first, and then Thomas, of course. I would not have been able to do this without him. And we give him a lot of credit in the book, and he deserves it, right, T.L.? Oh, absolutely. Mr. Birch, he's, yeah. a, he's a hero all to himself. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, other angels, the most important angel appeared in my life then when I least expected that. So, Aww. But angels. And uh, this lady saved my life, too, I got to tell you. Uh, mm. in my On my journey, uh, uh, Kevin, uh, you, you think when you lose all that weight and, and things, you think you're never going to have health issues again. <laughs> well, I had a kidney stone going on, and uh, I think it was you didn't a, know you had one. I yeah, think. and I didn't address it, and uh, I had some other issues going on. At the same time, I'm losing all this weight. My body's not adjusted to eating healthy so much anymore at this point. So one day, uh, Patricia and I were out to dinner, and I'm sitting in this restaurant, and my I felt you know like a wave. It started at my feet, and it just went through my entire body. And it started getting heavier and heavier, this constant wave just going through, shooting through my body. Mm. The pain got so severe, I couldn't talk. I could barely talk. And I said, I can't move, Trisha. I can't move. And uh, I said, go out and get the car or something. I, I, I got to go home. And I started getting freezing cold. And the people in the restaurant were staring at me. I knew they were wondering, what's going on with this man? I literally could not even get out of the booth. I was so in pain and this sharp, sharp wave. So I did finally make it to the car. I said, just take me home. I want to get under the covers. I was freezing. She had the heat turned sky high in the car. I said, take me home. She said, I think you need to go to the emergency room. I said, no, baby, I, I want to go home. I want to go home. Yeah, you just wanted to go to bed. I wanted to get into a hot bath or something and get in the under covers. I was so, it just hurt that bad. And she said, I'm not going to take you in this house. You're going to the hospital. We went to the emergency room and the doctor said, you know, it's a good thing you came. Your body was in septic shock. He mm -hmm. said, you very well may not have made it if you had just went home and gotten that and bed. He said, if you'd have gone to sleep, you wouldn't have woken up. Yeah. So again, she's an angel for many reasons, but there you go. Another one. Well, you know, I got to tell you, if you set yourself on the right course of action and you believe in it and you work it, good things will happen absolutely yeah even even when you think oh gee whiz that's a coincidence no it's not well you know and the funny thing is i i talked about earlier about how you know i'm glad what happened to me in the earlier years happened because it's given me what i have today that encounter in the hospital when that happened i'm talking to nurses i'm talking to different people the guy beside me and i think my story i mean i always share my story so I was probably in there with that septic shock for a reason to, to speak to somebody else who maybe needed to hear it. It happens all the time when we're on flights. Yeah. You know, sometimes we don't get to sit together because she, Patricia also works for the airline industry. And sometimes we get to fly for free and, uh, but we don't always you get like to sit together. Part. And it seems like I'm always sitting beside somebody that needs to hear the story. Yeah. It's just, it just seems to happen that way. So there you well, go. You Once again, by the way, we're talking with Daniel Hawthorne. And Daniel, what's the website th that we need to reference? Go ahead, Trisha. You're, you're uh, the pro. Well, Dan's personal blog site would be probably the best place to go. And that's dan-hawthorne.blogspot.com. And that's got his story and the blogs that he writes and book information. Everything is on there. See, she's my Colonel Parker, uh, Kevin. <laughs> 
She really is. He has me around. He go, babe, what's that yeah. site? Yeah. Babe, what's that phone number? <laughs> I'm like the walking inside. Yeah, media. she is. <laughs> We're fine with that. I like that job. We're a good team, Kevin. We really are. Well, and you know, and I, I'm saving the story for how you met your, you met each other, for okay. a little bit yet, um, because I, I really want people to understand that right. um, while none of it was easy, and you were telling me, and by the way, if you want to reference um, um, episode number two thirty six, that's the first story that we talked about. Uh, what Dan, that's number two thirty six on PositiveTalkRadio.net. And we talked about your story and where it came from, because I didn't know any of it. I now right. know a little bit more about you. And I also know that you are, and it, you've got a tremendous energy about you. Thank uh, you. There's a reason why you, you went through the wars like you did, so that now you can be a shining example for people um, who are in the same boat. And it doesn't have to be just weight. It can be no. anything that you are that you will feel addicted to because it's the only thing in your life that makes you feel decently. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Right. exactly. I, I spoke to a, uh, a couple of years ago, about two years ago, I think I spoke to a, a group of people, uh, drug addicts actually, and they were people who were trying to recover. And I spoke to that group and so many came up and said, you know, I relate so much to your story and I'd never taken a drug in my life, but yet my story resonated with those folks. So, well, your 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 drug of choice yeah, is food. Exactly, you know, a burger. Well, you know, the interesting thing about that is today I had the opportunity to interview a gal. She lost her son when her son was thirty-one of a drug mm -hmm. overdose because he'd had uh, uh, physical issues and had and went to and had several major major surgeries, and so they gave him all these drugs. He became mm -hmm. addicted, and he ended up losing his life and so it's it can happen in myriads of ways and uh that's that's why your story is so powerful and i'm glad you wrote the book and uh Thank you. And, and how's it how how long has the book been out now uh it's just under two months yeah, yeah just under two months it's doing really well we're we're so so blessed um and humbled by all of the things that people write us and the reviews it's, it's getting five-star reviews mostly and some four, but mostly five and just some great words people are sharing with us on Amazon and, and other places. Cause it's, it's available everywhere. So, but yeah. How's that, how's that make you guys feel? You want to say, go ahead. You're that? good. I've been talking. I, about I feel wonderful. I, um, you know, I didn't really want to write this book in the very beginning. Dan and I were just barely knew each other and it wasn't my genre to write in. Um, I'm a fiction writer. And so I didn't think I could do it. And I didn't think I could do it justice. I thought the story needed to be shared, but I didn't think it was me that could do it. So initially I had turned him down. So now to see, you know, uh, that the feeling that I had that I needed to do it, was a good instinct for me to follow. And, and now I can clearly see why, you know, it, and the thing is it's in time that we've written this book, uh, it's taken a few years, but mm -hmm. we wanted to this book out years ago, mm -hmm. but obstacles once again, but I don't think it was supposed to come out then because she knows me now 10 times better than she knew me five years ago. So it's easier for her to tell Mm -hmm. the story that she tells right you know and uh and it, i didn't want to be in it remember yeah that was the hard part you know we, we haven't got to the love story yet but she was very uncomfortable with that i'll tell you anything i'll tell you what color underwear i'm wearing yeah. i don't care i'm an open book 
But with her, you know, oh, I don't want to talk about me. I said, babe, you're too big of a part of the story now. There's no way you can't be in the book. So and I think it's one of the best parts of the book, yeah. too, along with your story itself. It it shows people that love can come from anywhere. You don't know where it's coming from. And then when it happens, it's truly beautiful, you know, and I think it gives it a really, really nice, happy ending. So. Okay, you guys are forcing me into us talking about <laughs> that part of the story. I was going to hold it for later, but uh, <laughs> tell us tell us how you met and uh, how that all played out. Well, for me, you know, uh, when I was that 650-pound giant, I was looking for any kind of friendship or anything I could find, not in person, but on the good old Internet. And being an Elvis fan, I would go to different Elvis sites of this and that. And I found one called the Elvis International. And I met several wonderful people in this club. But there was this particular pretty blonde haired girl I used to see in there once in a while. And I found out she was a writer and this and that. And I friended her on Facebook. And I would watch her a little bit. So uh, now you skip a few years, Kevin, when uh, I'm this, still this very large fellow. I had another friend in this club named Deck. His name was Deck. That's his name. But he was dying of cancer. Deck's dream was to go to Graceland and, and see Elvis's house and all that. He, you know, he just, that's what he wanted to do. So the 650 pound giant said, okay, you know, I'll do this. So Deck, myself, and a few others jumped in the car and we went to Memphis. Now I kind of stayed in my own bubble when I was there, the hotel where we were staying had a big auditorium and that's where they held a lot of the festivities, the Elvis sock hop or the dance hop that all the different uh, Elvis fan clubs were there to can give their money. They raised for their charities of choice. And uh, I'm in this room one night in my own little bubble at my table and I'm watching all the people and some folks from the UK come over. They knew me and Linda and Lorraine, you guys, I love you guys. Uh, they came over and said hi and they recognized me. And most of the pictures and stuff I posted on this page, I was a thinner me with wet hair and all that, but they figured it out. So I'm sitting there and the doors open and in walks this beautiful, beautiful blonde haired girl. And she didn't walk across the floor. She floated. Oh. And I watched her intently. I really did. And I'm sitting straight across from her. I would never make eye contact or anything like that. And I didn't want her to know I was watching, but I couldn't keep my eyes off of her. And I watched how other people gravitated to her, but I didn't feel worthy. I talked to everybody else, but I didn't feel worthy to talk to her. This went on that whole evening. So the next day, in the same auditorium as the day they're doing the presentation of the fan clubs, and she had her own fan club. Guess who sat one chair in front of me? There she is again. Now I'm peeping in on their conversation, listening. And I figured the lady beside her must have been her mom and somebody, was, one of her friends mom. or something. Yeah. But I wouldn't speak. So now this journey's over. I've come back home. The Memphis trip was a disaster for a lot of reasons, which we only talk about now. But now skip about two years, and my journey of getting my life back has gone on. And all these people are coming up to me at the gym and different places. You know, you need to tell people how you learn to like yourself again and how you learn to exercise correctly and lose weight and, and how this happened to you. And I thought, man, you know, they're all telling me to write a book, but I can't write a book. I can talk till I'm blue in the face. I can talk, I can talk about this little pack of tape for an hour if I need to, but I can't write. I'm not a writer. But I remembered that beautiful girl, Patricia Garber, 
that I saw at that uh, dance that night. And I wrote to her on Facebook privately. He said, hi, Patricia. I don't know if you remember me or even know who I am. I said, we're in the Elvis International together. And uh, I know you're a writer. And I told her the story a little bit. And I said, can you give me some advice about writing a book? Because I don't know what I'm doing. And people want me to tell this book, to tell this story. Now, deep down, I was hoping that she would do it. Uh, you know, I was thinking, yeah, maybe she'll do it. But I know mm -hmm. she writes real story or fantasy stories about Elvis and stuff. But maybe, you know. But she wrote back and said, oh, I know who you are. And, yeah, I've been seeing you on Facebook. You've got an amazing story. And whoever tells your story is going to need to know anything and everything you can give them. You're going to have to have a ghostwriter. So any dreams, memories, thoughts, whatever you have, write them down and make sure you give them to this person because they're going to need to know this stuff. And I thought, well, that's great advice. And I started to do it. Maybe if two or three days later, I got an email. Beep. I said, oh, oh it's Patricia Garber again. <laughs> and I remember your line was, call me crazy. But I think a higher power wants me to tell this story. Yeah, because I couldn't stop thinking about it. All right. So that's where I, it began. Go ahead, I babe. was dreaming about it. And I mean, the very first night after our conversation that night, I already had some of the first couple chapters, the storyline, the plot, the, you know, because uh, I had already discovered by just Googling, <laughs> good, thank goodness for Google sometimes, that memoir, creative memoir is very much like fiction. It, it has the same sort of uh, format. So I thought, oh, well, that's not so hard. So then uh, that night I was already thinking about what kind of a format it should follow. And so then I thought, I can't get this out of my head. I think I need to do this. I think I'm being guided to do this. And if I don't do this, I'm really going to regret not doing it. And the crazy thing is, uh, Kevin, she's on the West Coast and in, in, in the yeah. Washington area and Oregon area. And I'm in Maryland. So we're thousands of miles apart. So mm -hmm. Skype was our way of connecting. Yeah. That's, the a, beginning. that's, that's, a, that's a really great story. And by the way, Patricia, you had no choice. Yeah. You were I, absolutely. And it was, it was by, in, in my opinion that, that, and for what it's worth, um, part of our experience is that, that we meet at a certain point in our life when it all works for us and it works to be together. And this is what you guys were destined to do. Mm -hmm. I think Absolutely. so. And you know, back when you were saying uh, that you were sitting at that table at that event, I still don't remember you being there right. and you're sitting right behind me. Mm -hmm. I never saw you. Now, how could I miss a 650 pound yeah. man sitting right behind me? I actually have a picture I, uh, she's in of my view of her that night. It's, I posted it on Facebook. And I'm a very before. observant person. Just, um, you know, I'm a creative person and I'm very observant of everything around me, but I have no memory of seeing you there. Yeah. Even though we knew all the same people. Mm -hmm. Isn't that bizarre? You know, it's, also, I gotta, it's sort of shameful to say, but yeah, well, you know, and, and no, it's not. You you were busy and you were sitting yeah. in front of him and so you'd have to turn around and all that kind of stuff. Uh -huh. So. So I, I wouldn't worry about it. But, you know, Dan, you, one of the things that has struck me during this conversation is you keep on telling me that people keep walking up to you. And because you have become a relatively uh, in your own world, in, in the people that, you know, a famous person uh -huh. who's done some, something that very few can do uh, and, and have done. How does that make you feel to be? Well, 
to be a bit of a minor celebrity. <laughs> I'll take the title and wear it proudly. Uh, I like it. You know, in fact, every day when I get up, the first thing I do is, of course, hit the Mr. Coffee machine. But I'll come <laughs> sit in my chair and I'll turn on Facebook and I'll try to put some inspirational things on there every day. Uh, again, my life now, other, you know, my private life is my private life, but my professional life is all about giving back and helping. And I like to, I'll carry that, what you called me, that title. And, uh, it, but I like to share happiness and give people hope and confidence and put a smile on a face. And uh, people always, you know, you wonder on Facebook, who's real? And is this person hiding behind something? That's really me. Yeah. And when I do make those posts or when I share my story with people with sincerity, it's not just pretending. And it helps me. It encourages me. It makes me better by posting those things. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I feel good. I feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, if that makes sense. So, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm good with that. You're talking to the wrong guy if you don't think that <laughs> that uh, I don't believe that you're doing the things that you're supposed to be doing because right. there's a passion in you. All right, let me back up. There's a passion in all of us. Right. We have a choice in our life. We can either act on that passion and do it or we cannot. But Patricia said it perfectly. If you don't, you'll live to regret it. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know what? I think every single human being on this earth has purpose and they have a, a, a something they're supposed to do. And I say all the time, it could be the simplest things of opening that door for that little old lady every morning that you see when you're leaving the building saying, good morning, make her day. You know, just a smile on your face, a kind word, a kind something. We all have purpose and, and we it's our job to find it and share it if we can. You know, that's that's what it's all about. And in your in your work, speaking of which, are you doing any public speaking as yet? Well, we have in the past, and now with the book out, we're we're already starting to set up some things now. I think in September or October, been, uh, March. Yeah, March, March. We're going to start so doing March. lectures. Yeah, I used to speak at the high schools and college classes and stuff churches. like that. And churches, yeah, yeah, everywhere. Anyone that wants to hear it, so yeah, that's something else we're working on now. I'm glad you asked that. So if you're watching, hey, contact me. If you're in this area, yeah. or we can fly to you. <laughs> What's Absolutely. And the next thing is, I'd love to see you put up a killer website for all mm -hmm. of the house, all of your stuff, uh, because you, what you're what you're doing, what you've done is important. Yeah, I think so. And, you know, you know the sky's the limit, uh, Kevin, whatever, whatever that higher force that, that, that guided us this far wants us to do, we're willing to do it. So, you know, it, it's all about, like I said, giving back and, and trying to help others. And like I said, this whole thing's just given me purpose. And I'm so excited. I get excited talking about it, as you can tell. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we, we love getting out and doing what we're doing. So who knows what tomorrow brings, you know? Well, I, exactly. I love talking to people. And if, if you if you didn't start this podcast and you came in halfway through, I just want to mention again that, that Dan is also following his dream of being a radio guy. And yeah. it's got a syndicated program that focuses on Elvis and stuff. But you are, you've done a great job. How many stations are you on now? About 80, somewhere around 80. Uh, and we're on in uh, nine countries. So, so most are here in the U.S., but we're on nine different countries. So have you been able to sell some advertising to get mm -hmm. some of that to get to that paid for? Yeah. for you? Mm -hmm. yeah we have some uh one that we uh had for a really long time is right out of memphis uh elvis presley boulevard uh pawn shop 
out of Memphis that sells a lot of souvenir stuff. So they've been supporting us as well. Oh, good. And we have, yeah. And we have cool. the 1-800 numbers and things like that, that the folks call and that, that, kinds of, that helps yeah. us out too. Yeah. So, so the last time that we talked, I thought that I, I saw that you were in like 25 or 30 stations. Is it growing exponentially? Um, it's been growing for the last five years, little by little, but yeah, it's, it's, it's close to 80. I don't think it's quite 80, but, um, it's very close. Right. We and have, this, I don't know how many States in the U S this is a two hour show that you do on uh, like Saturday night. Uh, well, the show is syndicated out. So we hand it out to everyone on Sunday night and they play it all through the week. So if you were to go to our website uh, with Blue Sway Connection, you could either just type in Blue Sway Connection in Facebook or blue-sway-connection.blogspot.com and go to where to listen. It's, it's all on there, state by state, then country by country. So like in England, for instance, we must have five or six different mm -hmm. stations that play us. And then we're in Spain. Uh, Ireland recently is a new station for us. Um, trying to think. We have some others. Oh, we're, we're everywhere. Yeah, Canada. Lot kind of, of Canada. Lots yeah. of Canada. Uh, but then in the States, I don't know, it must be at least 25 states, maybe. We, I know we don't have all 50, but um, yeah, it's a lot. And several stations in the same state. So. One of the things that I really, really like about your story and the people that you are is that you are living, breathing, actual proof that what's going on in your life today does not have to be permanent, that you can make the changes in your life to live. Because think about, we started this interview with you, and I, there was a purpose why I did that. We started with you standing in front of the mirrors, a 650-pound man, hating life, hating yourself, and at the same time being very sorry for what you had done to yourself. Mm -hmm. And then at that moment in time, if I were to say, if I were an angel that came down and said, you know, Dan, this is what's going to happen to you. You're going to lose half your body weight. You're going to have a show that's syndicated in 80 cities. You're going to be making money from radio and you're going to have a beautiful, lovely, significant other. And it's all going to happen within five years. You would have said I was crazy. I would have thought you were a little wackaloony. Yes, sir. I, uh, <laughs> I would think your elevator didn't go to the top floor. <laughs> and all of that has happened. Right. It has. And, uh, <laughs> You know, you just don't know what's going to happen from one minute to the next. We've even had people in the, the film industry that mentioned down the road, hey, I could see a screenplay right here, right now. I said, hey, as long as Brad Pitt plays me, I'm all good for it. So you, never, you just never know. You just never know. Jack Black. <laughs> Jack Black would do it, but but um, uh, Brad, Brad Pitt, can you imagine the size of the foam uh, body suit? <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. yeah. But you know that I'm not saying that's going to happen. But you just like you said, you never know. Whatever whatever happens happens, and if it's going to help somebody, we'll we'll do it. So, well, you know, Daniel, you're always the one telling me that you you have to believe it first. I mean, because I'm I'm the one that's always trying to throw reality bummers and things. Yeah, and he's like, no, no, you have to believe it's going <laughs> to happen, and just keep seeing it every day, keep moving that direction. So you tell me that energy that. goes where yes. energy flows. I'm a firm believer in that. And if you focus on the positive, you stay in the positive. The positive is going to happen. That's right. That's what you. There's no, there's no question about it. That's that's right. that's the way energy works. 
And that's mm-hmm. and that's the way. But and, but you have to believe it. Right. You have right. to know it from the depths of your soul. And, when I was in that dark place, you know, I focused on all the negativity. I fo- focused on the pain. I focused on the, the, the anger and I focused on I didn't see people, happy people. I saw nasty, ugly people. I was just mad. And I just brought that energy into myself. I, you know, I would fake it when I would be around people like, oh, I'm a happy guy, but they'd leave. I'd be very angry and very. So I was dwelling on that and taking myself down, 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 down. It wasn't until that mirror moment that I started to think, you know, you can do this. You can fix this. Then I started to see people in life differently. And the more I did that, it seems like, hey, well, this is happening today. This is good. You lost another 10 pounds this month, you know, and the more I focused on the positive, the more positive happened. And again, yeah, yeah. the radio show, this beautiful lady here and uh, so much more. Who knows what's going to happen tomorrow? I'll be focused on positive. So hopefully something good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will be something good. Um, and right. even if there is a bump in the road. You take it for a learning experience and and you move on from it and you continue to believe that everything that you can do this and you can you can make it work and you can be positive with it because that is a cornerstone. And see what you're doing now and your whole story. And I know you've been through a lot, but you may not and you may not believe it. Well, of course you believe it now. But the whole reason that you got up to that weight is so that now you can tell your story about mm-hmm. how you lost the weight, how everything has changed, because you can positively impact other people. And that's right. why you came yeah. here, I think. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. You said it, brother. You said it right. Absolutely. And you couldn't have done it any other way. No, no. You know, what else is there to say? You know, I'm, I'm just a thankful, happy, happy man. And it would be very selfish of me to not share that story, to, to have lived all that for no reason. How could I do that? I couldn't do that. So, like I said, it is now my job and my pleasurable job to share the story and, and hopefully help somebody. If I help one soul, it's worth it for me, you know, and that's what it's all about, you know, and spread that positive energy. Mm-hmm. But from what I understand, the book is doing well. And see, yes. the cool thing is, uh, is, and this is for both of you, is that you may never know unless somebody picks up a pen and, and writes a review for you or to write you a letter, you may never know the right. impact that you're having on somebody. But you've already saved people's lives. Well, thank you, Kevin. Thank you for saying that. Thank you. It's touching, you know, and, and it lets me know that we're doing it right by what you just said and the messages that we do get and the the encounters I've had. I, I don't know how much I shared with you. I forget the last show, but the people I've met, you'd think that, that this story would not have anything to do with their lives, but they knew it. Uh, a young lady was going to take her life, was contemplating suicide. I didn't know this. And she was in a classroom and I was spoke. And this young lady went up to the teacher at the end of the class and said, you know, I understood him. That was me. Like, she said, that was me up there. He was talking. She was a little girl, a little overweight, and, and she was really struggling. And uh, the teacher told me that the next day when I saw her, she goes, you know, you really impacted this young lady's life. You may have saved a life. Mm-hmm. And and that shocked me. And, and, and it's just like, you know, I went out in the hallway. Thank you up there. You know, I appreciate that. Letting me know that. You know, there are so many people hurting, so many people that 
but need to know this. And uh, that, again, that was somebody that I had no idea was helping. And mm -hmm. if the teacher hadn't told me, I never would have known it. So, and not it's just uh, f folks with weight problems, because um, Dan hears a lot from people that have self-hate issues, image issues. The world is hard. You know, the world is hard and people are unforgiving, judgmental. You know, you could be, you know, healthy weight and still have all kinds of issues that's been brought on to you from your past experiences or current experiences. So we hear from people from all sizes. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it, it's not the weight per se. The weight mm -hmm. is an example, but it mm -hmm. is, can be anything because yep. if you, uh, a young girl that is um, being bullied on um, and, and there have been kids that have killed themselves because they yeah. were bullied on, uh, on Facebook and stuff. So it's a universal problem that we all have because we don't think that we're good enough and you are good enough and you're proving yeah. to yourself and to others that you can do this, that you're good enough. And so are they. You know, and a, a lot, yeah. a lot of people get criticized, Kevin, like from the outside, the people that don't understand, like we write about in the book, why don't he just lose weight? Or why don't, why don't she just stop taking those drugs? Or why don't they just stop doing uh, to bring Elvis into this? Elvis sang a song called walk a mile in my shoes. Mm -hmm. And until you understand somebody else's life and what they're going through, you can't make judgment on them. You can't judge that lady that's overweight. You don't know what she's going through because the weight thing is a mental thing. Everybody thinks it's just the people we eating because we love to eat. No, it, it's a mental thing. Mm -hmm. And unless you're in, in that situation, you don't understand it. So it's so easy to sit on the sidelines and say, just lose weight. Just quit eating the hamburgers. They don't understand that. They don't get it because they've not been in our situation. So that's an important thing people need to think about, too, sometimes. Compassion. Well, yes. Compassion, Compassion and, and being non-judgmental because mm -hmm. you're right. You don't know where somebody else has been, what their life experience has been like, and uh, how horrific it may have been in the past. Mm -hmm. Right. And I but, guarantee you it's something. They've been through something. Nobody wakes up and just wants to be 650 pounds. No. Yeah. Well, and, and, that, and that's why I'm a firm advocate if, and, and fortunately it's changing the, the, the rules are changing a little bit about what's accepted and what's not. I think everybody could use a coach. Everybody needs mm -hmm. somebody in their corner and they're behind them to help them and, and to look out after their best interest or a therapist or a really good friend. And the cool thing was, right. I wanted to mention this cool thing was when you changed your mindset, all of the sudden people who wanted to help you magically showed up. Did you notice that? Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Very true. They did. The angels. <laughs> they showed up because you were now emitting the type of energy that matched those people oh, yeah. that were had a higher energy level that wanted to help. Right. And, right. And so you actually caused this to happen yourself. Wow. I never looked at it that way, but uh, thank you for doing that. I'm sharing That's that. Great. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. You made me think a little bit there, Kevin. Good. <laughs> well, it's but it's it's true because and you said it earlier yourself when you were talking about yourself in the positive. When you had when you're talking about things are are good, things are going to get better. That changes everything. All of a right. sudden, the people that are doubting you and are are. Oh, why, you know, fatty, why does it just lose weight? Those people fall away and uh -huh. people who understand come into your life 
and they right. happened for you and they became angels for you. And mm-hmm. now what you're doing is you are paying it forward and becoming an angel for somebody else. Right. Yeah. I like the way you put that. And I, I like it. I like it. Mm-hmm. You have a great, you say about my energy, you, you pretty much, you're right there with me, brother. I hear that passion and your voice and the excitement that you have for sharing the positive. And we need more like you, Kevin. We really do. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you, Dan, stories like you and, and, and Patricia, stories like you have brought forward really energize me because I believe that if people, if, if, since you have put yourself out there and it's no small thing to write a book and to put yourself out there and, and to put all of that together, but you're changing one person at a time, you're changing right. the world. And if we all did that one person at a time, we would live in a completely different world. Amen, brother. I, I love it. Good job. Yeah. So can't disagree I, with the thing you said. I congratulate you for what you're doing. And I wanted to, and, and we're coming to the end of our time together, but first, first, since it's ladies first, uh-huh. I, I, I want to step aside and I want you to tell the audience that's listening now. And there are some, and those that will listen in the future, anything that you would like them to know, anything that's on your heart to tell them. All right. Well, you know, I really believe in our dreams and your goals for life. And I understand that life can be really hard and, and some things just feel impossible. I mean, I didn't go to school, college, I should say. I didn't go to college. I don't have a literary degree, but I knew in my heart that I felt I could write and I learned the uh, structured abilities for that. And you get good editors to help you with the stuff you don't know. But if you have a dream, if you want to write or you want to do radio, if you have a, a desire to do something, don't give up on yourself. Don't let people tell you that you can't do something. If you really want to do it, you can learn and you can find a way to do it. So believe in yourself. Dan? Like I said last time, uh, for those out there, you're listening right now. You have purpose. You have value. You are a beautiful person. You deserve happiness and you can find happiness. We all have it within ourselves. You can get your life back. I'm living proof. I'm an ear and it's easy to reach me. Anybody that wants to talk to me, I'm on Facebook. We have our getting my life back page, my personal page. Talk to me. I just uh, want to encourage everybody out there. Let them know, again, you're valuable, you have purpose, you are loved. There you go. I couldn't have said that any better myself. And by the way, Patricia, I just wanted to say, it's not what's in your head, it's what's in your heart that counts. Mm -hmm. And you were a passionate writer from your heart. So it didn't matter your schooling, it was destined to be because you desired it. Yes, sir. Yeah, I believe that. So that's a, that's a, that's the coolest thing. I can sit here and talk to you guys all day, but I want to save the the rest for. Will you come back again? I want to book you on KKNW so that we can do. Um, I can introduce you to my audience that's on uh, the radio in Seattle. We would love to do that. Love yeah. to do it, Kevin. Mm-hmm. We appreciate you putting us on here. So, well, we'll do that too. There are there are people I like to have on, and there are people I have to have on. You right. are you are in the category of have to, because oh, you, thank you you can impact a lot of people. And that's, thank you, sir. 
what the show's about, then that's what you're about. And so our energies and we align very closely. So I want to thank you for coming and doing this. And and I know that it's dinner time and it's it's probably time to go have that broccoli sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> hey, this is our week. Our weekends right now are Sunday and Monday. So there may be some potato chips involved in this evening's television viewing. <laughs> well, uh, now you're in Virginia. Who's the baseball team that's... Uh, well, the Orioles. We just found out the O's did not make the playoffs. Oh, but it's football season now, so let's go Ravens. And of, course, and, of course, we have to cheer on the Seahawks, too, because we have the West Coast girl here. So <laughs> we have two teams. I, I That's that's awesome. And the ghost, go Seahawks. They, they did well yesterday, but the Ravens also did well. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, let's, it's early in the season. Let's see what happens. I know. There's lots of time for it to go south. But it, right. You know, it's, which but the <laughs> Mariners made the playoffs for the first time and since I was forty three years old. Oh, which wow. is 20, twenty yeah. some odd years ago. So well bask in the glory. <laughs> uh, yeah, they'll lose in the first round. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> positive. Positive energy, Kevin. I know. <laughs> I, I I get it. I get it. But thank you both for, for coming on the show. I, I really enjoy talking to you and and I love your energy. I love what you're doing. And uh, you, you're you're my God. You're syndicated in 80 markets. Uh -oh. I, wish I could be syndicated in 80 markets. Well, thank you. Hey, everybody, everybody check out Vagina Me and the book and Blue Suede Connection, the radio show. <laughs> exactly. stay tuned to positivity talk radio yes <laughs> exactly you guys are just awesome so so if you'll stay right where you are i'll be right back all right hey thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end please give us a like and subscribe to this channel this has been a production of positivetalkradio.net please visit our website oddly named positivetalkradio.net for more details about us and our mission which is to provide great positive programming designed to inspire us all i'm kevin mcdonald and i'm proud of these shows and i truly hope that you'll like them and share them with friends and family so on behalf of our entire team remember be kind to one another because